Welcome to the Life & Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AmLaw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hello there. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast. I'm happy to have you with me today. We are today going to cover why not to set a New Year's resolution and what to do instead. So I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Why is that? It might sound a little surprising given that we've been talking about goal setting. And today's topic is definitely a continuation of our goal setting and planning series. But I don't want you to actually set a New Year's resolution. Here's why. Research shows that they're not terribly effective. Studies have shown that less than 25% of people are still committed to their resolutions after just 30 days. And only 8% of those who set New Year's resolutions actually accomplish them. And I don't want you to be a part of that very sad statistic. So that's why we're going to get into it today. And we're going to differentiate between a resolution and a goal because there actually are some differences. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why New Year's resolutions don't work so well. So I do want to be clear, big time fan of proper goal setting. I just don't think that doing it through the resolution style of goal setting that many of us like to partake in at the beginning of the year is the best way to go about it. Before moving on, a friendly reminder, if you are ready to go all in and achieve big things next year, not just dream big, but actually achieve big, then I do have something specifically for you. I invite you to check out and join me in the Give Yourself an Edge VIP Intensive. This is your chance to work with an expert coach, that would be me, (laughs) to help you set the perfect goals for 2022, create your strengths-based strategy, and map out your exact steps for the first 90 days. We'll work on whatever goals you have for your practice or your business and your personal life too, because I do actually recommend that you have at least one goal that's personal, not just set professional business goals. So if you want to increase originations, We'll figure out the perfect plan that's simple. We'll simplify it, right? So that you don't get overwhelmed. Or maybe you want to make partner next year and you're on that path, but you want to ensure that you really do your best to ensure that you're put up for partner. We'll map that out for you. Or maybe you're in-house, but you have big dreams to start a side business. Or you want a big promotion. Maybe you're trying to move up into the executive level and you know you've got some work to do in order to achieve those things. No matter your goal, We've got you covered. We will keep things simple. We'll create the perfect action-oriented plan so that you can achieve those things and stop just thinking about them, okay? All right. So if you are interested in that, please go check it out. There will be a link in the show notes. And again, it is limited. At the time of this recording, I do not know how many spots will be taken, but it is limited to 10 spots only. So 
if you're interested, go grab it now. Okay, so let's move on. Let's get into why I don't want you to set a New Year's resolution this next year and what I recommend that you do instead. So it's important to understand why people fail at these so much. And I think one of the biggest things is there's a mindset failure around New Year's, New Year's resolutions in the first place. So we tend to look at the turn of the calendar. Going into a new year means everything's brand new. New Year's resolutions kind of have that flavor to them, right? We tend to go after big, big things that we really like to do. A lot of times it's stuff that we've really not done well at in the past and we're just like, no, I'm going to make it work this year. The problem is just because you've turned into a new year doesn't mean that you're a brand new you, right? The mindset just isn't there to to really consider, well, is this realistic? Remember when we talked about goal setting? If they got to be realistic, is this realistic? Are there other things that I need to do before I can even set this as a goal for myself? We don't go really deep enough because the mindset isn't there. We're not really goal setting in the way that we need to set a goal by really thinking through the issues, understanding our habits, all those things that need to like go into setting good goals for ourselves. We just don't do because of the mindset. It's just not there. And I often feel like because of this mindset, we set a lot of what I call should goals, things that we think we should do. Oh, I, I know I should lose weight, so I'm going to set that. But maybe we're not that into it. Or there are other things that we're into that would get us that same result, but that it, there should be a different goal, right? Not just the goal of the weight. And because we're setting the goal of the weight, we're not looking into those other things that we could be doing that would really enhance our lifestyle, that would have that effect, that would motivate us more. They also, because of this mindset problem, tend to be more ego-based. And I've talked before about how those aren't necessarily the best goals. They can get us motivated a lot at the beginning, but as soon as we falter, as soon as we're not doing as well as we had wanted to, ego-based goals make us feel terrible. We feel like we are a failure. And so we give up on them. So I guess the biggest problem with this mindset thing is new year, new you isn't real. Now we see that all the time, right? At the beginning of the year. You have habits that might need to change. There's hard work that needs to get done to achieve whatever it is that you want. And just because they're in a new year doesn't mean those other things will come. You've got to actually get real about those other things. And because the mindset is all wrong, you're not dealing with any of that when you're looking at it through the lens of a resolution. If you didn't listen to uh, the goal-setting mistakes episode a couple of episodes back, I highly recommend you go back because that's really going to show you not just the mistakes that are made, but we go into the how to set the right goals as well. And just stay away from these resolutions because you're not, it's it's just not all that beneficial. My guess is those 8% of people who set New Year's resolutions and actually achieve them go at the whole resolution process more like a goal. And they don't have this mindset issue going on within them. And that's why they're successful. So instead of setting a resolution, think of it as, okay, I want to set goals for this year. The turn of the calendar 
just makes a little bit of sense from a measurement perspective because we tend to think in that way. But it doesn't mean new year, new you. You got to be real. You got to look at yourself um, with honesty to figure out what your habits are, to figure out why you haven't achieved these things so far so that you can then plan for them properly, change the habits you want, do the things you want, and go in all eyes wide open. Okay? All right. So that's number one. It's There's a mindset problem. The other, another problem that I see a lot with resolutions is they tend to be these huge, big picture objectives. I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to be healthy, right? And those are just too big and vague. What does that mean? You need to be more specific. Again, go back to the goal setting mistakes episode. There will be a link to it in the show notes if you haven't listened to it because we get into this even more in depth and how to counteract this. You've got to have specificity. You've got to be able to measure your goal or you're never going to know what it is you're even working towards. And that's really hard then to stay motivated and focused and keep going. The problem with having these big, big, big picture resolutions is there's no planning involved. You don't even know where to begin. It can actually seem somewhat overwhelming as well because it just seems too big. It's too vague. You don't know what the end result is going to be. And the fact of the matter is this, if you're going to achieve your goals, you must effectively plan. And that involves mapping out your action items, your steps, which takes real consideration and time because you can't even map out your steps unless you know exactly where you're going, you know how you're going to measure it. Then your next step is to consider your strategies. How will you get there? Those are the big picture kind of how-tos. Then, and only then, can you map out your specific steps. None of this happens with resolutions, right? We just set this big resolution and we decide to do something and we go at it without any real thought or mapping. And so then you don't see the progress you wanted to oftentimes because you haven't gone as in-depth into the planning process and things aren't working as well. And so then you give up. And the other thing I would note is what happens when you go down this route and you don't map it out and you don't think through your habits and you don't really... Consider your strategies and how to pair habits with the right strategies. Is you end up then relying on willpower more and more and more. And the thing about willpower is it works for very specific things for a short period of time, right? So let's say that you have a year-end crunch and you've got to wake up early two or three mornings in a row, like way earlier than usual so that you can finish a contract or close a deal or finish a big brief you've got to get done, right? You can rely on willpower to get you through that final stretch. Or maybe, you know, you haven't um, been sleeping as well lately because you've been working more, but you don't want to give up your workouts. And for a week-long period, you still get up three times that week extra early so that you get your workout in. But it only happens that week. That can work too. That's willpower. The problem is willpower does not work in the long term. It fails if relied upon consistently every single time, which is why when we don't plan appropriately, when we don't consider all of these things and we have these big, vague goals, we end up you know, not taking consistent action on a regular basis, not setting habits, we have to rely on willpower. Well, it's no wonder so many people fail because you can only use it for so long, right? 
Okay, so the third big problem with New Year's resolutions is going too far too fast. So again, some of this is relating to that mindset piece. Um, There's something about that turn of the calendar that makes people want to go all in. And I do love all in, but I think we misinterpret what that really means. Going all in does not mean that you resolve to work out more and force yourself to work out for an hour per day, five days a week, if you've not been working out regularly for the last couple of years. You're going to fail spectacularly if you go all in in that way, (laughs) okay? Because again, you're going to have to rely on willpower. You're not going to be able to keep that up. You don't even have the right habits. So what's really required when you're trying to change something that big, like a big habit that you've had, is to take consistent, small steps to change your habits one piece at a time. Habit change can absolutely happen, but research shows that it happens only if done a small step at a time, okay? So here's like what I'm talking about. Instead of working out an hour per day, the goal might be to show up for just 10 minutes, three to four days per week on a consistent basis for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever you know, time period that makes you feel like, yeah, I can do this every day. This is now a habit that I love and I I enjoy and I'm going to do it. After that habit gets ingrained, you take that next step. Maybe you lengthen the time period that you work out. Or maybe you do it five days a week. That's what I'm talking about. We Going all in does not necessarily mean you do that thing that the perfect person who already has been doing it for a while does. You have to build up to that. And the, the way we set resolutions is we just go with the assumption that we can do that, which again, ends up relying on willpower very quickly, which is why it fails. So when it comes to habits, there are different things I wanted to mention that you can do. And I'm going to give you some resources too, um, if you're interested in going even deeper, because I do highly recommend that you really think about when you're setting goals for yourself, your habits. So you can use good habits to help change a habit or create a new one. Um, you can use something called habit stacking, where you, let's say you have a habit that, that's what I'm talking about here, you have a habit that's good. Maybe it's waking up early in the morning. And maybe your routine is to wake up at 5 o'clock every morning because you just love the morning time. You're a morning person. You like to go down and have that quiet time before everybody else gets up. And you go down and you make your coffee and you sit down and you read the paper or something, right? Or the news. Obviously, most of us don't actually read the paper now, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So you could utilize that waking up early in the morning and stack it to work out or go for a walk, or do something that relates to one of your goals, because you're already an early riser. So maybe that makes the most sense. Now, you don't nec- that doesn't mean you get up and you work out for an hour if you haven't been working out. Maybe you get up and instead of a coffee, you get water with lemon and you go outside for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and take a walk, and then you come in and do your reading, right? So that's a way where you could utilize habit stacking where it helps you to get that movement in and to start that new habit for doing something towards working out, okay? So I'm not going to go any further. There's a lot of other ways to change habits and create new ones. This isn't the episode for habits, and perhaps I should do one on that in the future. Um, But I will recommend two books 
about how to change your habits that I will link to in the show notes in case you want to read further. You don't have to read both of these, but I like both of them. So look both up if you're interested and see which one floats your boat. So one is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and the other is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I do think it's really important if you're having trouble with a goal or trying to change a behavior, you look at your habits and really get honest about what's going on there. And I highly recommend you read one of these books because it's going to help you with how to change those habits and create new, better ones. All right, so that's why I don't like New Year's resolutions. Those are three big reasons. Hopefully, I've convinced you, okay, don't set a resolution. Instead, really think about goal setting properly and set a real goal and go through the process that we've talked about um, in the previous episode. And don't worry, in a couple more episodes, we're going to go through goal planning, how to kind of plan out your goal properly and go about achieving it. Um, That won't be next week. It'll be the week after that. So be on the lookout for that. And also, if you are really all in on setting a good goal for next year and creating the right strategies, ones that leverage your strengths and thinking about those habits and you want help with that, I do highly recommend that you check out the Give Yourself an Edge VIP Intensive. So just because I don't get into New Year's resolutions doesn't mean that I don't set goals. Obviously, I'm big on goals. We've already been talking about that, right? And it doesn't mean I don't do something else too that we're going to get into now that I think is more exciting, is more motivating, and much more helpful for goal achievement than setting a resolution. So what I recommend doing is to set what's called a theme, a theme for the year. So what is a theme? A theme is a word or a phrase that you set very intentionally to help guide you through the year ahead based on kind of your bigger vision for where you would like to go by the end of the year. So if properly set, your theme will help you set the right goals and better achieve them. In last week's episode, we talked about the look back, the review process, where you look back on the past year, you've asked some very specific questions. And then One of the last questions is, looking forward to the year ahead, what do you want to be able to say about yourself, about who you are, about the choices you've made, and the things that you've achieved? Some of that process, and definitely that last question in that process, is aimed to help you determine your theme, okay? Here are some examples of themes that I know clients have set, and some have been mine in the past as well. Fulfillment, daily fulfillment. I set this theme back in my legal days. I wanted to feel more fulfilled by the work that I was doing on a a daily basis. And what this did for me was it helped me realize that, okay, one of my strengths is connection. I connect really well with people. I'm really good at being fully present with them. I love also um, when I was a lawyer, I would get to know my clients on a very personal basis. I would get to know their families. I would We would talk about our kids to one another. We would, you know, know about our sports interests. We just, everything. We knew each other more as friends. And that allowed me to then really connect to the work I was doing for them because I knew the work that I was doing was having an impact on their lives. It was making their lives easier 
So yes, I was providing a service that was um, helpful for their business, right? But I was also helping them personally. And this, because it related to a strength, and also, frankly, connection is a value of mine as well, it really helped me feel a lot more um, fulfilled in my everyday work. Like I was making a real impact on their lives and it gave me more meaning, okay? It also helped me to identify what clients that weren't good fits. It's not like they were bad people, but they just weren't good fits for me and my personality um, and who to drop. And so that's that's what I did. I worked really hard that year to grow my business with the clients that I loved and find new clients like them and start working less and less with the ones that I just didn't connect with as well. What's interesting about that theme daily fulfillment, is it happens that I had tremendous growth in my business, in my practice that year. And you wouldn't think it, right, with that theme. But that theme really helped me lean into my strengths and the things that motivated me more and allowed me to grow my business even more. Another example, balance. So this theme could be I want to be more balanced for the year. So how do you make more intentional choices that make sense? So that you are fulfilled both in your practice and at home or in your career and at home. Allowing you more time with family without hurting your business as well. And so um, that could be a theme. Another one, and this was my theme for this past year, bigger. Bigger. I know it sounds stupid, right? I mean, it's simple. (laughs) But it was my theme for this past year. And the reason I picked that theme is because... I wanted to get myself out there in new, bigger, and different ways. I wanted my voice to be heard more. I wanted to get out. I wanted to help more people. And this podcast is one of the things that came from that theme, okay? Also, I just hired a new business coach that was, frankly, kind of scary, by the way, because of the money. It was more money than I've ever spent on a coach before so that I can continue to go bigger into the next year. No more playing small. Now, that's not going to be my theme next year. And at the time of this recording, I don't actually know what my theme is. I will be setting my theme probably over the Thanksgiving break, and we're not quite there yet when I'm recording this. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to continue that through the actions that I'm taking, and it's just going to naturally increase through next year as well. So those are some examples of some themes. Now, why a theme? How does it really help? What are the benefits? Well, okay, number one, a theme is very flexible and more forgiving than a resolution. So you can set a number of goals within that theme that get fleshed out and met throughout the year. And then if along the way, your perspective on that goal changes, it's a lot easier to change course because you want to rethink, you know, how to look at that goal with your theme in mind. The theme doesn't change. And it can help kind of guide you when you need to pivot, course correct, etc. Um, it can kind of give you more clear answers without feeling overwhelmed of, oh my God, this isn't working. What do I do? Okay. So it helps you to reset. And it is definitely more flexible. And that means it helps keep you on track when things do not go as planned as well. So your theme serves as a bigger vision, right, for the year. So that when things 
come up that you don't expect, when circumstances change, it allows you to step back and pause, rethink your goals, and better decide what direction you want to go into without feeling like you've, you've failed because you're still on course for your theme because that's the overriding vision for your year. This is kind of a big thing for me because I have learned that if before I started setting themes, if I started to realize that a goal wasn't achievable and I need to reset or something happened that just made it impossible or even changed the fact that I didn't want the goal, I would feel like, oh, I've already failed at this, right? And what I found, and even though I knew, I mean, I am a big proponent of failing forward. I've talked about this before, but it's still hard not to get down a little bit on yourself when when things go wrong. And even when things go wrong, they're completely outside of your control, right? So like 2020, nobody expected a pandemic and it, it threw everybody off track in some way, shape, or form, right? And it continues to impact us in ways that we couldn't have imagined, But once I started setting a theme, this allowed me to really stay away from that mindset and that type of thinking. So I encourage you to try this because what I found as that was my big picture vision. That was the ultimate. And so if something happened that took me off track, that made it impossible or made me think, you know what, I need to rethink this goal for whatever reason. So long as I had my theme to help guide me and knew I was working towards that still, I never felt like I was truly failing. I felt like I was still on course, even after resetting goals, even after letting go of goals and having to set a new one. So I urge you to try this. I really do think it helps with that mental piece that's so important when it comes to successful goal achievement. The third thing that I've also found is that a theme can help you set bigger stretch goals and then actually achieve them or get much closer to achieving them because it it serves as that bigger purpose vision that helps motivate you, that helps keep you focused so you don't get distracted, okay? Because you keep it in mind. You don't just set a theme and forget about it. You need to keep it in mind whenever you're making big decisions, and working to achieve your goals and re, you know, pr- replanning things and tweaking things, right? So as long as you do that and you keep it front and center, it really helps to motivate you to do more, go bigger, put yourself out there a little bit more, right? Do those hard, uncomfortable things so that you are more successful by the end of the year. And the other thing I've found is a theme does help keep you more accountable to yourself as you work through your goals and make big decisions during that year. And so that accountability is key <laughs> to achieving your goals. So how do you set a theme? How do you create your theme or come up with your theme? Well, honestly, this can be very personal to each person, but I'm going to tell you how I do it. And I suggest you just try it out and just kind of see what works for you. Morph this into your version, okay? But here's what I do. I create a vision board towards the end of each year. As I said, I'm going to be doing this over the Thanksgiving holiday. At the time of this recording, we are just before that, so I'm almost ready to do it. I will have done it by the time you hear this. And I like to create a vision board. 
And the way I create a vision board kind of shows off the things that are most prevalent in my mind for where I would like to go. It really points an obvious kind of here's what I want my theme to be. So I'm looking at my vision board now for this past year. And it says things like play, unforgettable, will not be tamed, now is the time, big dreams, be your best self. And then it's got all these like really lovely pictures of things that I find inspiring and beautiful. Um, a sunset, uh, the mountains, a sunrise in the mountains, just things that I love, okay? And when I put that together, big, go big, bigger, like put yourself out there, was really resonating with me. So it obviously led me towards my theme for this year. I've had other years where I put it together and connection is more about it. You know, it's based on how I'm feeling and where I think I should be going for the next year. And so I would encourage you to maybe create a vision board of your own and see what comes up. And so here's how to create a vision board. And I will be the first to admit that until I started doing this a number of years ago, I used to roll my eyes at vision boards. I thought they were the stupidest things ever. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I, I, it's true. And they're a big thing amongst a lot of like uh, self-help people, right? And I just was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I don't really use them the same way everybody else does, but I do utilize them to kind of help give me guidance for what's going on in my subconscious and what I need to listen to into the new year when setting my themes. Because what I found is when I set my vision board the way I do it, is it really helps those thoughts to bubble up, those kind of big picture dreams, those things that have been kind of in the back of my mind of I wish I could or if only, they tend to come out. And those are the things that I want that are scary. Or I want that I've been making excuses because I'm worried about losing something else. Or, you know, and it means that's what I need to focus on for this next year. That's where I need growth. So the way I do it is I just get a lot of magazines that I already get or that are interesting to me if I go buy a couple of new ones. And I flip through the pages and I tear out whatever words just come out to me and pictures. And I put them in a pile. And I do, I probably go through like 15 or 20. It's probably more than most people, but I like to cover a lot. <laughs> and part of it is because I don't do a lot of magazines. And so most of my magazines are cooking oriented and they tend to be very repetitive. So I have to have more magazines to find the images and the words that are really speaking to me. So it may differ for you, but I'd say at least eight to 10, right? Start with that. And if it doesn't feel like enough, get a couple more. And just tear out like whatever words, phrases, and pictures speak to you. And then you kind of go through them and you narrow them down and you really just say, okay, what truly speaks to me and why? For me, the theme starts to present itself based on that. And I throw away the ones that no longer speak to me or really don't as much that sometimes I, I realize, no, that was a should or I don't know why I ever picked that. That's that's not there, you know, but a theme starts to arise and I narrow it down to whatever words, phrases, pictures really speak to me. And then I just put them on a, a small poster board and, you know, glue them on there and put them somewhere where I can see it. And that helps me to remember my theme throughout the year. It's next to my desk where I can see it. I look at it often and it's 
a really great reminder of, Heather, this is your theme for the year. Make sure you're always on point. And it helps to motivate me to do those things that are hard to achieve my goals. All right. So hopefully today I've given you something to think about. Um, If you've been a New Year's resolution setter in the past, I highly recommend that you try something new and different this year. If you have not been a New Year's resolution setter in the past and you're a goal setter, then I still recommend you go through this process and try setting a theme and see what it does for you this next year. I really think that you're going to find that it will help to keep you focused, to motivate you, and to go bigger and achieve so much more. That is it for this week. We will be talking next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.